Hey all, this is the Flip-Flop Experience Podcast. I'm your host, Leah Thrapp, an entrepreneur who turned my love of travel into a career. Travel is not just a hobby, it's a way of life. Making it happen can be tough. I'm here to offer practical advice to make travel more achievable. This isn't just about my journey, it's about inspiring you to pursue adventure and explore the world on your terms. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Flip Flop Experience. I am here in the studio with Mandy Simpson of Unlocking the Magic Travel, and we're here to talk about all things Disney. Welcome, Mandy. Thank you for having me. I'm very excited. I love your festive ears. You've managed to wear them with your headphones. It's super fun. Thank you. Yep. I have a collection. Um, this, These are the prized possessions, though. I had to do like a pre-order. They're fancy. I'll never tell my husband how much they cost. <laughs> But yeah, they, um, they're they the platinum ears that were released around Christmas time this year for the 100-year celebration. Oh, nice. And funny story, the first marketing was a total whiff on it. They said Minnie was dripping in excitement, and for oh, some reason, no one <laughs> caught that, and it made it to print. And I'm just like, how many people saw that? And we're like, oh, that's so cute. So cute slash inappropriate. <laughs> Hello, not safe for work. So they're super fun and shiny. I don't think I've seen Disney ears that were so shiny. They're dripping like platinum and have a silver bow. That's super fun. I'm excited to have you here to hear your perspective about Disney from someone who loves Disney because, full disclosure, I'm not a Disney person. I'm not a huge fan in general, but I do um, I love... I feel like it's beneath you. <laughs> it's you're, not beneath me. You're, you're not basic like me. <laughs> I'm just extra basic and... I go to Disney. <laughs> I mean, I, I see people who love Disney the way I love some, some kinds of travels. So everybody has their, you know, brand that excites them. So it's not necessarily my jam, but I am learning more about the different. There's so many different parts of Disney that people love. And so something that's caught my attention lately, being so into food and travel, is is some of the fancy snacks that you can get that not everybody oh, knows yes. about. Or I really want to go to the Food and Wine Festival. The I chef, had my bachelorette party there. That is so fun. <laughs> um, the chef from the farm in Italy where we go she usually gets invited to the food and wine festival and cooks oh, and serves her so wine there awesome yeah so I'm like I should just pop in and see Sarah sometime so there's some things that are like catching my attention and I'm trying to broaden my horizons a little bit to embrace Disney especially since I have um, younger kids I know it's in my future to do at least one more Disney trip so I mean they can always come with Auntie Mandy that's true. I'll be happy <laughs> to send them with you. It's kind of how I feel about skiing too. <laughs> um, pass. Never. Yeah. No. No uh, desire to go skiing. But on the flip side, my 40th birthday is in four years. God, that's weird to say out loud. But I want to do Disneyland Paris. Oh, fun. And then a week in Italy. So that's where you come in. Okay. So why did you decide to become a Disney agent? What do you love about Disney? Okay, so my first trip to Disneyland, I was nine months old. And my parents, like, they divorced when I was four. So every other Christmas, I'd be with my dad, and he's from California. So we okay. would go to California and go to Disneyland. So, like, all my happy memories with my dad, who I didn't speak to for several years until recently, 
are with him. And that's, I just like realized a few years ago, I'm like, that's why I'm obsessed with Disney. That's why I have that emotional investment. Super emotional. Like every time is like the first time when I go. I don't go to land as much. I haven't been since I was pregnant with my three and a half year old. But um, World, we actually own Disney Vacation Club there. Disney Vacation Club is like a Disney timeshare, essentially, but you you are an owner and it is deeded property so you can pass it down. My current contract, we bought in 2021 and it's good till 2072. And essentially we paid that one price and every year we'll get 250 points, which you can use towards your stay, which usually affords us two stays a year. Um, in a one bedroom at our home resort. And yeah, we'll get to go every year till 2072. I can bank points if we want to skip a year, which I just don't know how mm-hmm. people do that. <laughs> Everyone, do you pay maintenance fees every year? Yes. Okay. And that's tax deductible. Okay. So for someone that goes every year, this is bad for business for me. I was going to say, is this bad as an agent to have people own because then they don't book the hotel with you? I But it's such a huge investment that a lot of people are afraid to make it. So so even though like I have I have a friend, love you, Tess, she spends $14,000 every year oh, wow. or every other year. Okay. And I'm like, just buy. Mm-hmm. But her husband's a financial advisor, so he's smarter than I am. <laughs> <laughs> he's anti-timeshares, probably. Probably. Yeah, I'm so like, I'm, oh, it's a tax write-off. So Disney has all the different parks, and I can book all of those. Disney Cruise Line, okay. completely different podcast. Yes. I could... I did my first one, and I feel like a savant now, <laughs> but it, we did that in October, and it was delightful. Um, and then Disneyland, again, another podcast, because there's just so much to talk about. I'm also not a cruise person, but really? a Disney cruise is my exception that I'm willing to try. I've said I will try it. It's very luxurious. It's very I've, nice. I've heard good things, so my, I'm ready to give that a try soon. And I never see my kids on them. Yeah. I love them. I that also, was the thing that sold me, as someone said that you go to dinner as a family, and then... Um, they start, you start dinner with the kids and then the kids cup comes and picks them up so you can finish dinner. And I was like, sign me up for that. They used to, you have to drop them off now. I know, but, um, it's not like too terribly far. Okay. And they have so much for adults on there. It's wild. So what is your favorite place to eat when you're at the parks? Okay. I have several. Topolino's Terrace at the Riviera Hotel has a fantastic breakfast. Okay. It's a character breakfast. But I would go, even if there weren't characters, the food is that good. They have, it's Mediterranean inspired menu. So they have like a steak and polenta breakfast. Mm. Like that's delightful. Um, I think it's, it's a quiche with, um, not prosciutto. Starts with a P. Parma ham, prosciutto, it's like that. Pancetta. Oh, pancetta. Okay, so they have a quiche that's with pancetta and um, Swiss cheese, and it's fantastic. Kind of like their take on a quiche Lorraine. They also have a sour cream waffle. Yum. Yeah, fantastic. And dinner is not character, but Mediterranean-inspired menu, again, very good. Everyone always asks, what's your favorite steakhouse at Disney? Because there are several. There's Mm -hmm. Le Cellier in Epcot in the Canadian Pavilion. There is Steakhouse 71, which just opened at the Contemporary Resort, uh, I want to say two years ago. And they're both fine, but Shula's at the Dolphin Hotel is fantastic. And I know that's not really a Disney hotel. It is on Disney property, but Shula's is fantastic. They have a great French onion soup. You can get Wagyu by the ounce. And if you're going to go all out, get Wagyu by the ounce. 
That sounds like a good treat yourself. Treat mom yourself. and dad dinner. It, and that's what it is. <laughs> yeah, we don't take the kids to that one. I do have a sitter service that I use. Okay. When I go, shout out to the mini sitters. Erica is a cast member. Okay. And then she saw the need. Yeah, that's and really smart. She's wonderful with my kids. They're like, when's Miss Erica coming back? That's really nice. Yeah, we have we have one that we use at our resort in Mexico, and my little one gets mad whenever she doesn't come. Oh. She wakes up in the morning and she's like, where is my girl? I want my girl. I'm, like, I'm sorry. Let me call her. Sometimes. Sometimes I thought you wanted to hang out with me, but I guess not. Right. No. <laughs> That's like the kids club on the Disney cruise. We would wake up and my son would be like, can we go now? Can I go? I'm like, let's eat breakfast as a family, maybe <laughs> on our family vacation. And at nine o'clock, you can go. That's funny. So you, they come to your room, the Disney sitters do? Yes. That's fine. And so, you know, Nick and I can go, That's Nick is my husband, we can go and drink our way around the world or do a monorail pub crawl is a really fun thing to do. I did that for my birthday. Are they organized or you just do it yourself? I do it myself. Okay. But I'm happy to put it together for give anyone. give that to your clients, give them a plan? Yes. That's a fun idea. So I always kind of felt like you had to do Disney either with your kids or without your kids. But that's nice that you can kind of have best of both worlds if you call one of their sitters. Absolutely. And they're all background checked since they work for Disney. So it's just like that extra level of comfort. Right. Because you don't want to just hand off your kids to anyone. No. Sometimes like the babysitter apps, it'll oh, yeah. say not background checked. I'm like, well, then why would I... Sorry, but... Yeah, that would definitely make me nervous. Yeah, I don't need anything crazy happening. So I heard there's some exciting news that Disney has brought back the dining plan. Yes, after it went away in 2020, they didn't bring it back after the COVID hiatus. So as of yesterday, it basically broke the internet. And I was on my computer all day. I have eight clients to either book or give quotes to right now. And... The internet just was not cooperating. Disney tech is not the best. Yeah. For a fortune, they're probably what, like a fortune 10 company, frankly. It should be off the charts good. And that's just one thing that that they don't do well. The booking system doesn't keep up all the time. Right. But so, yeah, Disney dining plan is back. There used to be three tiers. This time there are only two. You have your quick service option, which for $57 per adult and $23. 83 per child. Child is three to nine. You get two quick service meals per day. And with each meal, you get either an alcoholic drink if you're of age or a non-alcoholic beverage, as well as a snack every day and one resort refillable drink mug that they have the Coca-Cola freestyle machines that you can just go fill up your travel mug. So you don't have to wait in the line. You can just go refill your drink usually? Yes. Uh, and okay. it's usually at resorts. I don't really, I don't think I've ever seen them in the parks. I could be wrong. You can use them in the parks. Yes, you can use them in the parks. Okay. And then for the Disney dining plan, which is the next tier up, I feel like they could, should have given it a different name. Right. Like something more jazzy. It's basically $94 per adult and $30 per child. And that gets you one table service meal, one quick service meal, one alcoholic or non-alcoholic beverage per meal, one snack, and one resort refillable drink mug per day. And you can use your credits differently. Like if you decide that you want to have two sit-down meals in one day, you can. Some of the more premier meals will require two sit-down credits, though. You just have to reference that. Once it officially rolls out, you'll be able to see on the app. Okay. Um, the Disney app, My Disney Experience, is if you're in the App Store, 
it is pretty wonderful. You can look at wait times. You can see where all the characters are all over the entire resort. And you can order your quick service meals on the app too, right? Yes. It also is your room key unless you have a magic band. And a magic band, it looks like a a watch that you wear and it charge things to your room. It is your ticket to the park as well as open your hotel room. Nice. So that was something I didn't get to enjoy on my last trip. It was a last minute trip and they weren't there weren't any reservations available, especially for a big group. So I'm excited next time I go to Disney to get to do some of the sit down restaurants because I've heard lots of good things about a lot of those restaurants, but haven't been able to try any yet. You can do wait list on the app as well. Sometimes there is some availability. Getting Disney dining is a chore in itself. It's 60 days prior to the first day of your trip. You can book all of your dining experiences for the entirety of your trip and everything goes so fast. Right. I've been lucky lately. Oh, and it starts at 5 a.m. by the way. Yeah. And that's why when I used to be an agent, I did not book Disney. (laughs) Because I was like, I'm not getting up at 5 a.m. for your booking. You need to call a Disney person. I make it a group effort because if we're going to get what you want, it's going to be all hands on deck. Yeah. I can try to do it on my own, but it's tough, especially getting the really great sit-down restaurants. Another awesome sit-down restaurant is Jico, which just reopened recently over at Animal Kingdom Lodge. It's African-inspired. Nice. And it's fantastic. That sounds really fun. I I stayed there for one night, and I loved the breakfast at the lodge, so it was really cool. That is one of the best breakfast buffets on Disney property. Animal Kingdom Lodge is wonderful. It's further away from everything, so we don't stay there often, but we have. And sitting on your balcony and like seeing a giraffe walk by might be one of the coolest experiences. Definitely magical. I agree. Do you think that there is, if you're going to be the kind of family that only does one big Disney trip, do you think there's like an ideal age range that you should shoot for if you're going to do it one time in your kid's childhood? I would gauge it based on height. Honestly, Mm -hmm. Um, because 44 inches gets you on everything except for rock and roller coaster. And if you want to wait till 48 to ride the one, you know, rock and roller coaster, you can. But yeah, 44 inches, not really an age. So 44 inches. How old do you think a kid typically is when they're 44 inches? About five, five to seven. And that's that's such a magical age, too. Yeah. They're not jaded yet. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it's always magical to me. Mm -hmm. But. You know, my son's starting to understand that, oh, that's a man in a costume and he's six. Right. So that's that's a good age, too, because a lot of the other theme parks, they would have to be a lot older to ride all the rides. But to be around five-ish and be able to ride pretty much everything is is a pretty nice thing about Disney. Right. Agreed. And, you know, Universal is in Orlando also. I book Universal as well. To me, it's a two-day thing. Right. They Right now they have a special of up to five days. I'm like, what the... Heck, are they going to do for five days at Universal? But it is expensive to go for a one day. Like, if you're going to do it right, it's a one day park to park with Unlimited Express. And those tickets are like $400. I know. My son is turning 11 in January and he loves Harry Potter. It's so fantastic. So I kind of want to take him in January because I would like to do the Harry Potter thing. Because that's when you would get your wizarding letter if you were, yes. um, you know, in Harry Potter world. So I think it would be a fun 11th birthday thing. And I know we're talking about Disney today, but I am a big Harry Potter person. I started reading the like the books to my son when he was four. Mm-hmm. And I told him once we finish book seven, he can go. And now we're going in November. So I have to to power through six and seven, which are extremely (laughs) long. Yeah, they're very long. Yeah. Yeah. Six isn't as bad as five was. Do you do the audiobooks? No. You should do the audiobooks in the car. I should. But I really take pride in the fact that I actually read 
the yeah. entire thing out loud. And I deserve a gold star for that. You deserve a gold <laughs> star for getting this far. I think if you supplement with a little bit of audiobooks to get Fair. through, that it would be, you still deserve the gold stars. Fair. I, I just don't feel like he um, pays attention as much when the audiobooks are really? on. Yeah. I think they're so well done, the Harry Potter ones. Yeah, I do like the narrator. Yeah, that would be really fun. It's a good way to learn how to say their names. Oh, yes. <laughs> but I, my husband still makes fun of me. I totally thought it was Hermione when I read it, like, I mean, you know, way back in the, the day. Yeah, how was I supposed to know how he said it? So yes. it was good. When you listen to it, you're like, oh, is that how they say that? <laughs> I was very off. <laughs> hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. But back to Disney. Um, I don't think we touched on Hollywood Studios yet. Originally, it was Disney's MGM Studios. Mm -hmm. And that's where the Star Wars themed land is, as well as Toy Story themed land. And two of the bigger thrill rides are there as well, which are Tower of Terror and Rock and Roller Coaster. I have to say about Hollywood Studios, again, I, I went preparing to be very unimpressed. Um, and I hadn't really heard anybody talk that much about it, but I was so impressed with the Star Wars world. It's very immersive. It was so immersive. Every detail. I remember standing in line for a ride and like the screws on the wall were like mm-hmm. branded. And I was like, wow, this is this is this is intense. I'm and not very even a immersive. Star Wars person, but I'm like, not either. But, but I thought it was like, cool. The stormtroopers walk around. Mm-hmm. It's just very cool. They have good snacks there too. There's a thing called the Ronto Wrap. Yeah, and it's like a pita with coleslaw. I'm a big coleslaw person, and sausage and cheese. And I don't know why that that combination actually sounds disgusting when you say it out no, loud. I think it sounds kind of good. Fantastic. They have like this really good sauce. It's wonderful. My husband was excited to go to the bar and get the blue milk drink. Yeah, I he had to get one. I think I had one. I can't remember. That's how memorable it was for me. <laughs> but you can build a droid there. Yes, and a lightsaber. Yeah, some of my nephews did the lightsaber thing, and they were really excited. Yeah, I mean, it's a big deal. Yeah. And then Toy Story Land is so beautifully done. They just opened a new restaurant there, the first sit-down restaurant in that area, called Woody's Roundup Barbecue. Oh, cute. And it's barbecue, and it's not in Texas, so I'm a little apprehensive. (laughs) Right. But, you know, for the theming alone, I'll, I'll do it. Yeah. They have a great quick service there, too, called Woody's Lunchbox. They have a delightful breakfast that is tater tots with brisket gravy and eggs and it's wonderful um do you have any secret or super fun snacks that you think people need to make sure they grab when they're at disney world yes i could talk about disney food all day um there are some really good hidden gems but as far as snacks go in magic kingdom my go-to is casey's corner which is right off of main street and they this is another very basic thing the most delicious corn dog nuggets. Oh, nice. Yep. <laughs> that's a good hit with kids, I think. And then they have a mint julep there that's delicious. Magic Kingdom is a dry park, meaning you can only have alcoholic beverages in restaurants, like sit-down restaurants. But there's a way to make a mint julep okay, legit. Okay, that's what I was going to ask. I was going to say, can you have a mint julep in Magic Kingdom? I didn't it's know that. It's virgin okay. until I come around. Oh, okay. <laughs> You have, secret. You have a secret way? Secret stash. Are you going to share your secret with us? It, airplane bottles. <laughs> <laughs> it's just 
Do they see Don't they check your cooler bags? Um, they don't flag everyone. I've just been lucky, I guess. Okay. But they don't check water bottles either. So. Oh, so if it's a different Magic packaging. Kingdom isn't necessarily a dry park for everyone. Oh, this is a, this is a helpful <laughs> tip. Some parents will definitely appreciate that. Yes, I think so. And then there is a egg roll cart as well um, in Adventureland. And they have like specialty egg rolls. Like sometimes it's all seasonal, but they always have the cheeseburger egg roll, which is sounds good. delightful. But the one for the 50th anniversary of Walt Disney World was so amazing. It was like pastrami and pepper jack cheese. Nice. It was so good. It sounds like some fun creative egg rolls. Yeah. They have them only like they have a variety every day at the egg roll cart. I think it's just seasonal. It cycles seasonally or with, you know, celebrations. It changes. The line is always ridiculous and they only sell until they run out. Okay. Um, And then another favorite is Dole Whip. Yes, the Dole Mm -hmm. Whip. I did finally have one of those. I went in February to Disney with our whole family and I was like, I have to get a Dole Whip. I've been hearing about Dole Whips and seeing them on, you know, social media. I have to have one. And it was really delicious. I do know that you can get Dole Whip locally, just at various places. Um, some ice cream shops have a deal with Dole and will get the mix. Yeah, so. I've heard that the um, Hawaiian Brothers, it's a fast food chain. We have it here in Dallas, Fort Worth and uh, several locations in Frisco area. And they they have it. I tasted it at the one by my house a few weeks ago and it was good, but not quite the same. It never will be. Agree. Yes. Any other favorite snacks that you think we have to get? I feel like I have to go park by park because, you know, Disney's huge. Right. Uh, 49 square miles. Oh, wow. And was built. They started construction in 1971. And then Epcot came uh, shortly thereafter. Hollywood Studios in the 90s. And then Animal Kingdom opened in 2001. Those are mine for Magic Kingdom. When I go to Epcot, though, you know, they have four festivals a year. They kind of bleed into each other. And at the back of Epcot is World Showcase, which has 11 countries. Yes. You ready for this? Yes. Mexico, Norway. This is in order. China, Germany, Japan, Morocco, Italy, France. England. UK, Canada. Boom. Nice. Nailed it. So do you do the whole cycle every time you go? Do you I, I all the countries? 1,000% drink my way around the world. <laughs> and nice. I start in Mexico. And if you don't start in Mexico, that's okay. You're just a little weird. <laughs> that's it's the a right big, way to do it? Yeah, that's that's the proper way. Okay. Some people are go rogue. You know, there's two entrances to Epcot. There's the front and then there's a back entrance where all the countries are in International Gateway. So you come in right in between UK and France and... You know, you might not want to make your way to Mexico first. So one thing I do love about Disney is their transportation. And when you stay on site, you can utilize that. It's included in your stay. Um, And the monorail takes you to Magic Kingdom and several monorail hotels. It will also take you to Epcot. And then the Skyliner is at, let's see, one, two, three, four Disney hotels. And it takes you between those hotels Hollywood Studios and the rear entrance of Epcot, which is the International Gateway, as well as three Disney hotels and two Marriott hotels are back by the International Gateway. So I like to stay at Beach Club. I like to use my points there. Okay. Um, But you don't have to be a DVC member to stay at Beach Club. You can kind of just barrel roll home from Epcot at the end of the day. (laughs) 
Because that's the easiest one to transport. It's five from. minutes. Oh, nice. That's cool. Yes. And then it's 15 minutes to boardwalk. So when I went to Disney this last year, I have to admit that I was the most excited about going to Epcot and checking out the countries and the foods and all of that kind of thing. And um, this is an embarrassing bougie confession, but I'm going to do it anyways, which is that we got there and I was we were you know going to the bakery in Norway and picking out pastries. And I, mm-hmm. I told my son, I was like, hey, they have snacks from all different countries in the world here. What what country do you want to try a snack from? And he was like, hmm. I'm good. I'll just wait till we go to the actual country. Oh. And I was like, I'm so <laughs> glad that no one can hear you saying that right now because it sounded so bratty and bougie. I mean, my six-year-old would probably say something similar. We were at, at Six Flags this week, and I was like, do not compare it, son. It is not the same. And he's like, this place is kind of gross. I'm like, Ugh. It's fun, though. We had fun. Yeah. It's just not. It's just not Disney. It's not. Well, you know, when you set expectations for really fun trips, then... He's been going since he was 18 months old. That's so fun. Yeah. So I mentioned the Food and Wine Festival and Mm -hmm. how I want to go. Have you been to the Food and Wine Festival? I had my bachelorette party there. That's the one you had your bachelorette party? Yes. Okay. In 2015. So how does it work? Do you need separate tickets or how does it work with the getting to try all the special food exhibitions and stuff? It's all included um, with your, your... Ticket. I mean, the food's not. You have to pay individually for each item. Okay. But the menus are released a couple of months before each festival, and you can kind of go through and kind of just decide, I'm going to eat, you know, this here. One of my favorite cocktails is in France, and it's called La Vie en Rose. Mm-hmm. And I think it's like cranberry and champagne, and it's a slush, and That's it's fancy. so delightful. Um, but even, like, all year round, they have they're very famous in France for the orange slush. Okay. Yes. So, do you need bookings to eat the special food that they have, or you can just turn up and wait in line? Yeah, they're they're all basically kiosks or outdoor kitchens that are built with kiosks attached, and the lines can get lengthy. Okay. But when I was there for my birthday this past March for Flower and Garden, they have the similar setup to food and wine and you kind of have to pick and choose because it gets filling after a while right yeah I feel like I want to go on a mommy mommy only trip to food and wine not to kids and just go to Epcot the whole time it sounds really fun I could go six days a week to Epcot yeah I gotta rest on the seventh day (laughs) but there's just so much there people whenever I ask you know and when they say they only want to go for three days, I say, do you, do you want a park hopper pass, which means you could visit more than one park in a day? Mm-hmm. Or do you want to skip a park? And if they say Epcot, the look on my face, <laughs> it's like you just told me Santa Claus wasn't real. I'm like, I don't think you understand mm-hmm. all that Epcot has to offer. And there's quite a bit of construction that's finishing up this year in 2023. Yeah, there was a lot when I was there. Yes, they've been revamping it for a hot minute. But, you know, people don't realize there's a full aquarium at the seas in Epcot. So you get on the Nemo ride and Mm -hmm. it dumps you out into this two-story aquarium. And you can go to Turtle Talk with Crush. So basically, Turtle Talk with Crush is a live audience that you get to be a part of. And Crush is up there on the screen. And there's a man that's doing Crush's voice, I guess. And he's just always fantastic. And he's, he's live interacting. And funny. Yeah. Like, I couldn't. Uh, this guy must be a stand-up comedian on the side <laughs> because <laughs> he true. can even make parents laugh. I mean, we'll like go on TikTok and just try to find Turtle Talk and watch, <laughs> you know, what people have recorded and uploaded. That's a fun so idea. Great. Yeah. We fall into like a Disney rabbit hole when I don't want to get out of bed in the morning. I'm, right. My son's like, 
let's watch Disney TikTok. And I'm like, can't say no to that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the other day in a hotel when we were um, resting, we we got down the rabbit hole of funny animal TikTok. I mean, and we just like all laid in bed and laughed. It was really funny. Yes. So that's a good. Next time we're going to do turtle talk with TikTok and watch some fun videos. Yes. And then um, there's an area called Living with the Land, which is a ride that you can. It's frankly, it, it's a one and done. Yes. But it's very cool to ride it because it's a nice 20 minute breezy boat ride. And you go through all of the gardens that they have where they grow the food for all of Disney World. I mean, I, I'm sure that they have a contract with like Cisco for a lot of their, sub, you know, or a supplier to right. bring in food, but they grow a lot of the vegetables and stuff that they use all throughout the resorts. Yeah, we went on that ride and we thought it was super interesting um, seeing like the efficient way they're using the space. They're growing a huge amount of food in a small amount of space for all the parks. And so seeing the really technologically advanced ways that they were doing it was pretty interesting. And for as well as the like sea life that they have and the animals. I had one client that was like, yeah, I don't think we're going to do like all four parks. Um, I think we'll go to the zoo one day. I'm like, Disney has a zoo. It's Animal (laughs) Kingdom. It's like the best zoo. Yeah, I don't know. I would have a hard time choosing. They're so different. But I like Epcot and Animal Kingdom the best. It's hard. It's like picking a favorite child, (laughs) frankly. But Animal Kingdom is so fantastic. It can be a half-day park. It can also be a full-day park. They um, have the Avatar area with two rides. Flight of Passage is probably one of the premier rides at Disney. It's very fantastic. Worth the wait. If you don't want to wait, we'll talk about Genie Plus. Call me. (laughs) (laughs) that's another conversation and then Rafiki's Planet Watch is kind of a hidden gem you take a train and you see kind of backstage and then it takes you to an area with a petting zoo and they have animation classes back there that are I don't believe there's a fee for that and you can do behind the scenes tours that do cost money my husband and oldest son did a um, elephant like behind the scenes tour oh that sounds awesome yeah I want to do that now. They have like a a trek too that's only for adults that you have to like wear a harness and you go through behind the scenes. That's cool. Mm -hmm. And with the animals or somewhere else? with the animals. Oh, nice. Yes. I love the animal part. So that would would get my my money for sure. (laughs) So what made you decide you wanted to become an agent and start helping people book Disney trips? So I was inspired by the person that booked my Disney trips for a couple of years and everyone would ask me who they use. And I would go through like my litany of notes for them and be like, why am I passing this off to someone else when I could book these in my sleep? I know every single resort. You give me a budget, I can give you an itinerary and tell you exactly what not to miss, what's not worth spending your time at. And um, the resorts, a lot of people debate, do I stay on site? Do I stay off site? And for me, being in the Disney bubble is so special. I can't imagine wanting to leave it and staying off site. So when people want to stay off site, I typically don't book those. Yeah. You can call me. I'll do it. But I know everything about the Disney resorts. I know that there are 22. There are four different tiers. You have your value resorts, you have your moderate resorts, you have your deluxe, and then your deluxe villas. The deluxe villas are part of DVC, but they hold some rooms for cash. DVC is Disney Vacation Club. Okay. And that will be like, they have a deluxe studio. These are the the sizes of the rooms. Deluxe studio, one bedroom, two bedroom, and then a, a 
three bedroom. So those are good for big families or multi-generational families traveling together? Absolutely. So do the deluxe villas end up being a better value, even though I know they're in a more expensive category, but when you have like multi-generational families traveling together and then wanting to be, you know, in the same space, or is it still a pricier option? It's pricier. It's more about luxury and how you like to travel. The benefit is you have a full kitchen in the one, two, and three bedrooms, um, so you can save on you know, meals that way. And then you have laundry, which when we stay, we do laundry like every day. You can pack a lot less. Mm-hmm. Um, another thing that affords us to pack less is our owner's locker. So as a DVC owner, we have like this tote that is stored for us from an offsite third-party company. And um, I store all my ears in there so I don't have to travel with them anymore. Oh, wow. I've never heard of that. Yeah. Leftover alcohol instead of giving it away. And now we can just store it for next time. Toiletries. That's a fun perk. I mean, it comes with a cost, but it's not expensive and it's worth, you know, not having to pack your toiletries every single time. I mean, you're the you're the packing expert. I'm not going (laughs) to act like I'm not still coming with two full size bags. Yeah, I was thinking anything that makes you pack lighter is is a plus to me for sure. Right. I mean, When we go to Orlando, we fly JSX. So JSX is a semi-private airplane, and it couldn't be better for families. Um, It's not super luxurious like first class, but the perks come with the fact that they do not allow you to show up more than 30 minutes prior to your flight. So nice. I'm looking for an excuse to fly with them. I haven't done it yet, but I keep checking the routes and trying to figure out like a good excuse for when I could travel with them because I've been hearing a lot of good things. Yes, I believe they go to three places in Colorado from Dallas, as well as Orlando, Vegas. Miami, Vegas, Orange County. Do I they mean, go to Chicago? They don't, and I need them to since I, I have. To. I'm mandated by... M- my marriage to go there once a year. My husband's from Chicago. (laughs) So we go every July. What I loved about JSX the most is that it was actually less than what I would have spent to fly American. Oh, that's awesome. So you paid less, but got the fancy service and the not doing the security lines and everything with your kids. Right. That trip, we only took the baby, my five-month-old. Well, she okay. was two months old at the time. I left the kids at home for my birthday. Oh, fun. But yeah, it was six fifty round trip per person that okay. day. What I love is they have a fair calendar. Oh, that's good. So you can, you know, base your trip if it's flexible and just pick what makes more sense for you financially. Yeah, I think I paid really similar price last time I went to Orlando, too. So I'm definitely putting in my notes to check JSX for next time. Yes. You have me mostly convinced that I need to go and do one more trip to Disney. I think um, my daughter is three and a half, so I think I'm getting close to the to magical age. Yes. But what would you tell the doubters like me that is the reason that they should take a Disney trip? What would you say? Kids or no kids, either way, you can have a wonderful time. You just have to tailor it to what you like. And there's something for everyone there. Call me. I will help you plan the perfect Disney trip. I mean, my husband goes and golfs whenever we're there. They have three championship courses. Oh, wow. So between, if you don't like crowds, we'll pick a time of year that isn't as crowded. But I will say it's typically not going to match up with school holidays. Mm -hmm. But I would rather pay a truancy fine than wait two <laughs> hours in line for anything. Yes, I agree. Yeah. Me too. So what we can do together as your Disney travel expert is I can plan the perfect trip for you and your family that works for you because every trip to Disney can be different. And that's kind of the goal of going to Disney. Once people go, they realize that a lot of people that aren't Leah <laughs> realize that they love it and then they 
go again and they just have a completely different experience because there's just so much that you can do. Have um, a different focus. Have a different focus each time. That sounds awesome. Well, this was great. Thanks so much for being here, Mandy, and sharing all your tips and expertise about Disney. You guys comment and let me know if we should do a follow-up Disney episode and what questions you have, and happy adventuring. Thanks for being part of the Flip-Flop experience. Make sure to subscribe and follow on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok at Flip-Flops and Adventures. 